0: Now here's your host and career success expert Rebecca Allen. Ladies, welcome on in. Today, I have with me Tasneem Ali, and Tasneem is going to be talking with me about authenticity, which is one of my favorite topics, because when we're talking all the time about personal branding, authenticity is obviously an absolute cornerstone of branding. So Tasneem, welcome on in. Thank you, Rebecca, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, Tasneem, I would be really interested, first and foremost, just to hear from you How you would define authenticity? What does that look like for you?
1: For me, authenticity is showing up as your beautiful, courageous self, unhindered, unleashed into the world. It's being in complete alignment with your values and beliefs. And although societal pressures will always be there and the shoulds and the obligations, you somehow break through and you consistently, in every situation, you show up as you. Whatever is inside also shows on the outside. That's a I Love that! What
0: a beautiful explanation of authenticity. Um, the thing that I hear a lot from clients, particularly, is this concept that: look, I can be authentic with people who I know love me and value me, and you know, friends essentially and family. But I find it harder to go into a corporate environment. And really truly show myself. What would you say, you know, is your experience if somebody were to sort of come to you with that challenge?
1: I would say that if they had put it exactly like that, like how did you get to the point where you became friends? And you know, how did you get close to those people? It was probably by being who you are and you know, building a relationship based on that truth of who you are and then taking it forward. And so when being in a corporate environment, I totally get it. I see it all the time where people feel they have to be a certain way in order to progress, um, be a certain way to speak to clients and, and internally to be accepted. And I, I, I somehow find that when you're not being your complete self when you're stopping yourself or you're trying to be something just to fit in the room or having a seat at the table, It shows people might not say it, but it shows whether it is subtle or whether it's a lot. And when you show up as yourself, you know, it could be loud, it could be quiet, it could be a little quirky, whoever you are with authenticity and showing up as yourself, you might have, you might come across say, a situation where it's polarizing, for example, or maybe not, but people will accept you for who you are. It's like anything in life. There'll be people who will accept you as you are completely. And then there'll be people like, "Mm, I'm not sure. And there'll be people like, I don't like that person. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. So Mm -hmm. at work, it's all about building relationships, right? So you do great work for years and years. And then there comes a point in your work life that just doing great work is not enough. To get to that next level, now you have to start building those relationships. You have to uh, have this presence and show. The people that, yes, you're capable of good work. That's why you got here. But what else? How will you lead the business forward, the people forward? And that's where I think that if you've built up that authenticity, that brand up to that level, and now you have the the courage to take it forward in a bigger way, I think that that will be super important. So yes, I mean, the corporate world is hard, but I think that if you show up as your authentic self, people will know what you're capable of as well and you don't have to hide anymore and lead accordingly.
0: So, I mean, if somebody who's listening to that is thinking, okay, well, how do I apply, how do I apply that in a practical sense, in a day-to-day sense? So is it that there's one sort of focus that I could think about that could help me be my authentic self in a corporate environment?
1: I would probably say, don't think about What is the expected thing to do and do what feels right to you? I rely a lot on my gut and my gut hasn't failed me as yet. And if I rely on my gut, then I rely on myself Mm -hmm. and then I show up as
0: myself. Yeah. And And I think you're right because when you listen to your gut, I think your gut's pretty smart, mostly. <laughs> I think when you listen to your gut, it sort of is telling you normally to do the right thing by you, right? And if something doesn't feel comfortable, if something doesn't feel the right thing to do, then that's probably inauthentic. Yeah. It would so tell you. About, yeah, yeah, listening in to what that your gut's sort of saying, and your gut is sort of saying, look, don't do it that way. Do it this way. Say what you honestly feel, or you know, push back because you don't agree, or whatever it is. I think often in my experience, I find women, uh, they sort of play it safe a little bit too often. And the fear takes over that desire to act.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I think that just v- as women, we are conditioned to be in a certain way, to meet people's expectations. And we see our mothers and our aunts and everyone in our life doing that. And we think that we're, we're better than that, right? We're not going to follow the shits, and we're not going to stop ourselves. But then it's not just, and we think we can separate the personal and professional life. We can't. We're the same person. We show, sure, we are the same person everywhere. And then when you go in the corporate world, and you know, it's because you've been conditioned to sort of um, almost sacrifice your needs. Nobody's told you to do that, mm. but that's what you've seen, and it's inside you. And then you go to work, and you feel like, oh, well, I shouldn't really do that because you know that's not right. Another thing that comes up a lot with my clients is specifically with women asking for permission. They all feel like they have to ask for permission and men don't, they just go ahead and they do it. And it's that bit that I think the societal conditions that stop us and and therefore that authentic self where if you just relied on your God, if you just listened to what you wanted to do, you would have been able to uh, be happier, progress, build more visibility, all of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hundred percent agree <laughs> with that <laughs> observation. Tazneem, I know that you have you have lived and you've worked all over the world. You've lived in Pakistan. You've lived in Canada. You've lived in Dubai, UK. You know, this is a really beautifully broad experience. You know that you've had both from a personal perspective, but also from a professional perspective. And um, I always find this a really interesting angle when we talk about authenticity because I think that concept of travel and that experience of you know deepening your understanding of different cultures and how people operate you know because we're all so very different everywhere we go how do you think that experience of sort of traveling and working in so many different countries and diff- like really different countries actually has impacted your view of authenticity and how to help people become more authentic?
1: I see travel, any, any person who just travels, whether it's for leisure or moves around, it, it always has a positive impact because it broadens your horizons and how you think and feel and do things in life. For me, I think moving, you right. I mean, I've moved from really, really different cultures. Um, Pakistan to the completely different. To Canada, my gosh, what a beautiful country and beautiful people, completely different. And then in the UK, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm a blend of all these places. Where I've lived. And that's the key thing. I think it's a blend. It's you keep evolving. The more you see in the world, the more people you interact with, the more diversity um, that you have in your life, you're almost always reflecting and seeing, right? So I've moved to this country. What is the culture? What do I want to adapt to? You know, what do I like about them that I can make my own? And what is it that I still want to carry from my previous life? Because I love that. And so I'll give you an example. When I moved to Canada, Canadian people are just so incredibly nice. They actually taught me how to speak in a kinder way. My entire life, I was told that be diplomatic. Don't be so upfront. You're not going to succeed. And I kept thinking diplomatic equals not sincere. I don't know how to do that. I'm going to give it upfront. And then you move to Canada and everyone speaks honestly. They tell you exactly what they think, but it's done in a kind way. And therefore, some people might call them diplomatic, they're not, they're just kind. And I learned that and I wanted to adapt that. So I worked on myself to change how I speak so I can give it straight, but in a kinder way. And awesome. that's what travel does to you. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you. You start absorbing things from different cultures and different people and becoming better, becoming a, a more profound,
0: authentic self. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And the thing that I think traveling and working in different countries myself has taught me is, you know, that everyone does does things in a different way. But ultimately, everybody gets to the same outcome. You know what I mean? And if you take your time and you have to deliberate this, or if you just feel like you need to kind of go straight to the, you know, straight for the kill and just do it that way, then that's just the way it is. You know, some cultures are just a lot more kind of um, collaborative in how they are, and others are less so. I think, yeah, it, it kind of teaches you that sort of acceptance and that respect for different ways of being and that they're all OK. You know, everybody's way of being is just the way it is. And I mean, that's authenticity in a nutshell for me. Is it's like it's just the way it is. And I think the skill, if you have, say, a multicultural team or you manage a global team or something like that, and you're dealing with clients from around the world, it's just allowing people to be their authentic selves and to bring what they do and how they do it to the table. Because like you say, you learn an awful lot from from being around that difference and that different approach.
1: Yeah, I love what you said, allowing people to be themselves. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think that when you show up with the view that they have permission to be, sometimes, so as I said, say women, we generally tend to look for permission and we don't even know that. Yes. And when you when you, in your demeanor, in your interaction, you're accepting them for who they are, then the other person feels like they can be themselves. Yes. And, you know, in the personal development world, people would be like, oh, you don't need external validation. You can show up as yourself. It's not easy. It takes years to easy. get there. Yeah. And therefore, if you can just be a little bit more open and accepting and giving the permission to the other person for helping them along the journey. And that's what leadership is about, right? Yes. It's about allowing people to be themselves and thrive in their, in their element. So they grow as who they are. And
0: that's what makes everything interesting. Absolutely. And that's actually a really interesting way to talk about what we want to talk about today, which is introversion, because, you know, I think introverts are kind of interesting because introverts sort of label themselves introverts, whereas I don't necessarily hear that many extroverts label themselves extroverts (laughs) And I think the reason for that, I've been thinking about this for a long time, years. The thing I think I've observed, Tasneem, and I'd be really interested in what you think about this, is so much of corporate life and so much of corporate culture is kind of geared towards extrovert communication styles and communication preferences. You know, just standing up in front of a room of people for a start or presenting or, you know, pushing back on things. These are behaviors if you like that are much more you know naturally comfortable for people who have extroverted uh, preferences. So in this kind of world that we operate in and obviously lots of different cultures cultural uh, corporate cultures are different like some are not like that and some they very much are like that. But if you're an introvert because I know this is somewhere that you really specialize if you're an introvert working in a corporate environment how can you be your authentic self and still be heard, still, you know, have your voice heard, still influence people? How does how does that work in your experience?
1: I think that it is extra hard for introverts, especially there's always a spectrum, right? So on the spectrum, say if you're an ambivert in the middle, and if you're an introvert on the extreme side, it'll be so much more difficult for you to really excel in, in the work that you do. It impacts actually the work that you do as well because we, nobody works in silos. We all work as a team unless you really are a pure individual contributor. Introversion, I think that you're absolutely right. We, it is an extroverted world. you know. Even as introverts, one of the things that they will secretly tell you is I wish I could be more of that because you know, think about it. When there's loud music, there's automatic some movement in your body or you start humming. That loud energy attracts you. That, you know, you think people associate somebody going on the stage and speaking powerfully as inspiring. And it's years and years of what society teaches us and shows us Mm. that we don't see anything else. We see people going on camera and acting and it takes courage and you have to put yourself out there. I think that the way introverts. So I'll talk about challenges and then we can talk about how they overcome it. So some of the challenges that introverts face is being their whole self because they see people um, having water cooler moments, Well, not so much anymore, but having that ability to have that small chit chat, right? Not have any meaning attached to it, Uh, being more assertive in meetings, speaking up, getting the attention. And As as a result of that, even if they want to do it, because they see everyone else doing around them, their courage fails them at times, and they lose that nerve, and they feel overwhelmed. And then they're thinking, because introverts do think a lot more uh, before speaking than extroverts do, it becomes a vicious cycle. You overthink, you overanalyze, and then you stop. You overthink, you overanalyze, and you stop. And therefore you'll see introverts, not because they can't speak or they don't have the courage, but because they're overthinking in an extroverted environment and then they set themselves and then they don't progress because they're not building visibility.
0: Mm.
1: And if they're not being visible, people don't know what they're capable of. And if they don't know what they're capable of, they can
0: progress. Mm. What I think is interesting about that is it's definitely a challenge that cycle, that that's a pattern, right? And I think the first step with that is recognizing that that pattern may exist for you. Right. And Mm. If you're seeing that that's something that, you know, you recognize yourself and you might just have had a light bulb moment when you were just listening to Tasneem then, you know, it's in your power to choose to do something about that. And in my experience, I'd be interested in your experience too, Tasneem with from a coaching perspective, if you're talking about authenticity, I think the key is to identify a key area where you're really strong. And it might be, say, an area of expertise that you have, like maybe you're an absolute domain expert in a particular face and you just decide, OK, I'm not going to shout out because that's not the way I do things. I'm not going to interrupt people because it's not how I do things. I'm not going to you know, compromise my natural introverted style. But what I can do is I can bring something else that other people in this room don't have to this discussion. You know, and maybe you become known as that person who just always at the last minute throws in this beautiful piece of gold that gets everybody sitting back and thinking, oh, hang on, that's a good point. You know, what's your thought with that in terms of playing to your strength? If we're looking, talking about authenticity, you know, you are an introvert. It's not about suddenly not being an introvert and suddenly trying to be an extrovert. That's not what authenticity is about, is it? It's about trying to find somewhere else where you can add value.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, in, in this, I, I 100% agree with you. So, one of the things that I work quite a bit with my clients around is you're right. The first step is awareness, right? It's, you, when you have awareness, now you have a choice to make a change. With introverts, it's, it won't always be easy for them to be as vulnerable and open, depending again where you are on the spectrum. Some might, some might not. And the, the way, at least, I work with my clients is Focus on your strengths. Focus what comes easily to you. Focus on who you are and what you're comfortable showing up in the world fully as. And if you focus on those strengths, it is because you, those strengths are dominant in your life. They're easy and they're, they're adding some value. You are where you are because, you know, you've been leveraging certain things in your life without you might not knowing. So how can you sort of lean on your strengths more, leverage them more? and almost build this brand, this known for something, and link to that is values as well, right? So you've got your strengths. If you're clear on your values and your strengths, how can you almost bring them together so that you get known in that space and therefore build that profile, build that visibility? And you, know, you don't have to bring big energy to the room. You don't have to push yourself to do that. There is another way. There is a better way.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that's um, really, really sound advice. Because I, you know, I've seen it before, it's a stressful situation to be in where you just feel unheard. And where you just don't feel valued, because you're just not able to either get your point across or to feel like your point is influencing anybody else's decision making. I think that could be a very frustrating position to be in. It's not just an introvert's, you know, problem. But It's exacerbated, obviously, if you're in a room full of extrovert sort of types. Um, And the thing that I've definitely learned in my experience from my corporate days is just because extroverts get in there first, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have the most sensible thing to say. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's this desperate need just to blurt something out for the sake (laughs) of blurting something out sometimes, um, to be the first, you know, to get in there, to, to have the visibility. But that doesn't necessarily always work in extroverts favor
1: no sometimes so extroverts need to um speak first and think later so yes sometimes it can you know backfire as well yeah. um for for introverts I, I think that so what introverts probably need a lot more is courage in bigger settings in you know meetings where decisions are being made and you, you need to build up that courage. I think that's, that's really key. It just, it's something that you just have to work at. And I think that when you start voicing your opinion, whether it's one thing that you speak in the entire meeting or give your opinion, and if it's sound and it's well thought of, because you're listening and you're observing and you're not just talking, right? We all know the, the power of listening and uh, the role it plays in communication. I think that um, people pay attention more. You know, when somebody doesn't speak and then they speak up, but you can't just speak up in a, in a, in a quiet way. You know, when you speak up, then you speak up in a confident way, in a way that people will listen. And you need to have conviction in what you're saying and not doubt yourself. And when somebody speaks with conviction and can be in a soft voice. People listen, and that's, I think, that the power that most introverts can bring to the table if they step into that 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 confidence and that
0: courage in themselves. I love that. It's that concept that certainty sells. You know, the way to influence people is to be really, really sure, and you know, in your own opinion, and which just takes practice. It takes a lot of practice. Some for more for people, some less for people. But um, I think you're right. It's about having that courage to just believe deeply in you know what you want to say and how you're going to add value to the discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So ladies, I will make sure that I have all the contact details for Tasneem in the show notes, but I know that Tasneem also has a fabulous free resource for you. So maybe Tasneem, you could just share with us about that resource.
1: Yeah. So I've uh, put together a checklist uh, for introverts who want to be more visible in the workplace I think that a lot of introverts struggle to build that natural visibility and they think that just being loud or networking um, is the way it isn't, I assure you. Um, And if you grab this free resource, you'll come across many, many different ideas that may speak to you and you can pick and choose what feels authentic to you and go for it. Um, And uh, the link uh, for it, I'm sure uh, Rebecca will put it in the show notes as well. But it is um, www.FerventLiving.com
0: forward slash f forward slash visibility. Beautiful. That I will put it in the show notes. 100. percent I will. Thank you, Tasneem. That's been really interesting. I've really, really got a lot from that. It's been really, really lovely speaking with you today. Thank you so much for
1: having me. It was such a pleasure to talk about, you know, two topics I'm very passionate about: authenticity and introversion. So thank you so much for having me.
0: I think the real key takeout for me today was. You know, if we want to be authentic and we are a more sort of naturally introverted type, it's really important that we don't delve ourselves into the work that we're doing and hope that we're going to get recognized. We still have to be vocal about the value that we're adding. We still have to be... Mindful that we can make assumptions that working hard is enough. It's really not enough. It's never enough. It doesn't really matter whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. It's never enough. It's really important to be focusing all the time on how you can leverage what you've got, leverage the skills and the expertise that you've got, create that positioning in the minds of the decision makers around you of the value that you're adding and where you're making an impact in the business. I think that's the most kind of important piece for me. And that's the same for everybody. I think that's true of everybody. And listen, you know, I'm a career success coach. And if you're looking for support in your career, I am here for you. We also have some fantastic resources. Head to illuminategrowth.com.au forward slash resources and you'll find some free things in there for you too. You can download also our free guide which we call the seven habits of female execs who get promoted it's such a fantastic resource get your copy and you know work through those steps and see how you can adapt them to suit you and your style to help you get promoted too and i'm really looking forward to seeing you next week we've got such a lot of interesting uh interviews coming up i'm so looking forward to the schedule ahead i know exactly what's coming and it's very very exciting so i can't wait to see you again next week (laughs)